Catholic Connection is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Welcome to Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio, keeping you connected to your faith and your world. Teresa tackles the issues of faith and culture, the pro-life message, and media awareness. And now, here's Teresa Tamio. On a Friday morning, it is August 18th already, 2023. Great to be with you on EWTN's Catholic Connection. So much to talk about, much to discuss, and this hour always flies by. Looking forward to, after the weather and the news, speaking to our President and Chief Operating Officer, Doug Keck, with our inside word of EWTN, what's coming up in programming, and another plug, of course, for next weekend's, a week from tomorrow, the beautiful family celebration. We'll talk about that in detail, as well as great programming coming up on the network. All the information that we share, by the way, in our segment with Doug, you can always go back if you miss it, either to our archives or to our homepage at EWTN.com. Fact Check Friday, speaking of EWTN, I want to share a beautiful interview that one of the Vatican EWTN correspondents did with the one, the only Robert Barron, Bishop Robert Barron from Winona, Rochester, Minnesota, at World Youth Day in Portugal. It was a wonderful interview, short and very to the point, about evangelization, and it's actually the link to this interview that we're going to air, at least part of it, I'm not going to air the whole thing, won't have time, the link to it can be found in the Catholic News Agency story that they posted, and it's still up there, I just saw it today, and has a nice title about the Word on Fire Bishop, of course that refers to the beautiful ministry founded by Bishop Robert Barron, but so many things about what he said, and the reason I want to play a clip from it is because it talks about the sad nature of social media today. And so, of course, our Fact Check Friday segment is always about the media and not just the news media, but the media overall. Dominic and I are giving our marriage testimony next week locally at our parish doing a date night. And one of the things that we're discussing is how media, social media especially, can interfere in your relationship. You need to get a hold of it. The latest statistics showing that adults adults are consuming post-COVID about 12 and a half hours of media per day. And much of that is through use of the cell phone. And there's... An issue that's coming up again that was first made known around the world about 10 years ago. It's something called fubbing, where you are snubbed by your partner because they're spending, your spouse or your significant other, because they're spending too much time on their phone. And it's actually in the dictionary now because it's become such an issue. And so this is why it's important to talk about this. And I'm relating this also to a study that has come out, and we mentioned it yesterday, I think, in the news or maybe I did in the local hour, I can't remember. But anyway, there's a new study talking about kindness and how even just saying hello to more than one person when you walk out the door has a positive impact on you and the person that's receiving your positive message. So sometimes I don't think we realize how devastating communicating poorly or not in a positive or Christian manner, how devastating it could be to people in more ways than one. And so it's super important to really always check ourselves, not to let our temper get the best of us and not to use social media as a bishop will indicate as a way of attacking or just being ugly to another person, which happens all too frequently. And yet on the opposite end of the spectrum, being kind, saying hello to people, just saying hello to a few people every day can have an impact on you physically, spiritually, and emotionally. So that will be coming up in Fact Check Friday. 
And then, speaking of evangelization and all things good, we're going to be talking about the Good News Cruise, right? Brad and Libby DuPont are going to be joining us when the couple's speaking. And by the way, we only have a few cabins left. We are very close to being sold out. So Andrew was wise in grabbing this wonderful couple in marriage ministry, and they're going to be talking to us on the Good News Cruise coming up next January. Goodnewscruise.com and a whole host of EWTN folks, myself, Al Cresta, Dr. Ray Grundy, Father John Mercado and others will be on this cruise. So you better grab those cabins, goodnewscruise.com, before they're all gone, sold out. This is very good news, pun intended. Weather-wise, we have an issue that is developing as in a hurricane, but hopefully it's going to be downgraded quickly to a tropical storm. It's Hurricane Hillary. It is expected to bring significant impacts into the southwestern part of the country, beginning with California. And that is going to be impacting the various states through the weekend and possibly even into early next week. Now, this afternoon, the storms could produce instances of flash flooding and isolated severe gusts over parts of not only California, but Arizona and southern Utah. Isolated severe thunderstorms will be possible during the day across portions of New England on the other side of the country. And dangerous heat will expand into the plains. So that is our weather forecast on a Friday morning. August 18th, 2023. Right now, though, as you can imagine, a lot of news to get through, so let's get started. Five minutes past the hour already, and you are listening to EWTN. Well, the number keeps rising, unfortunately, and now at least 111 people are confirmed dead in what has become the deadliest wildfire in modern U.S. history. The wind-driven blaze tore through the town of Lahaina on the island of Maui, and the governor there, Josh Green, is confirming that new total in a news conference, adding that roughly 2,000 people are still without power on Maui. Officials there, meanwhile, are explaining why sirens did not go off during the wildfires that blazed through the island last week. Hawaii has what it says are the largest systems of outdoor sirens in the world, Sirens installed after more than 150 people died back in a tsunami in 1946. Now, residents say, however, those sirens should have gone off during the deadly fires because it would have helped some people escape more quickly. But officials insisted in a news conference this week that alerts sent to cell phones, TVs, and radios were more efficient. Mark Mayfield, meanwhile, tells us a top Maui emergency management official who did not sound warning sirens has now resigned. Officials said on Thursday that Herman Andaya, administrator of the county's emergency management agency, cited health reasons. Effective immediately, his resignation came one day after he defended his decision not to activate the sirens. Andaya said he feared coastal residents would have fled inland towards the flames. A wildfire devastated the town of Lahaina last week, killing more than 100 people and destroying thousands of buildings. The Vatican Secretary of State, Cardinal Pietro Perlin, arriving yesterday morning in Rumbuk, the capital of South Sudan's Lake State and the former capital of that country. As Devin Watkins reports from Vatican News, the Cardinal spending two days in the northern part of the country to show the church's closeness to the people afflicted by natural and man-made disasters and to refugees and internally displaced people as well. Upon his arrival in Rumbek on Thursday, the Cardinal expressed his joy at the chance to return to South Sudan for the third time in just over a year, saying his visit to Rumbek represents an opportunity to share a moment of prayer and of communion in the Church. The Cardinal Secretary of State then celebrated Mass for peace and reconciliation. In his homily, the Cardinal reflected on the Gospel reading which recounts how Jesus came to the disciples in the upper room after his resurrection as they cowered in fear. 
We know what it means to live in a continual state of insecurity and fear, said Cardinal Parolin. Violence can erupt so easily and for no apparent reason. The Cardinal said that just as Jesus calmed the disciples' fears, so also does he come to us and invite us to trust in him. Oftentimes, said Cardinal Parolin, we are tempted to trust more in our own strength or worldly power than in the transformative power of the risen Lord. But, he noted, sin makes people weak and fragile, unable to sympathize with others in their suffering, and unable to strive for justice and peace. However, added the cardinal, fear is driven out by perfect love, and Christians are able to put aside our fears by trusting in God and working for truth and justice. Forgiveness, he said, is the key that unlocks the door to peace and justice, adding that we have the choice to either give up violent means of solving our differences, or we can destroy ourselves. Nonviolence, concluded Cardinal Parolin, is the only way to overcome any form of division in the community and undertake an urgent and much-needed transformation of South Sudan. I'm Devin Watkins. The state of Texas asking a federal judge to fine Planned Parenthood more than a billion dollars for finding thousands of fraudulent Medicaid claims over multiple years. Allegations the same Planned Parenthood affiliate has settled in the past with interest, fines, and penalties Planned Parenthood has warned has been has warned that the total fine could be a whopping 1.8 billion dollars, inflicting devastating consequences for the abortion chain and potentially causing it to close down its operations in the Lone Star State. And the heir to the Anheuser-Busch company offering to buy back his family's old company from its parent company if they're looking to sell it, Billy Bush, whose family sold Anheuser-Busch to the Brazilian-based InBev in 2008, declared he would be the first in line to buy back the company and make that brand great again. He made the comments this week while speaking with conservative talk show host Tommy Lauren. The comments come almost five months after Anheuser-Busch endured a major boycott for making trans woman or a trans person Dylan Mulvaney one of Bud Light's spokespersons. At the time since the marketing blunder, the company has lost billions of dollars in revenue. Hurricane Hillary, as we mentioned earlier, is now a Category 2 storm with wind speeds at 110 miles an hour off the coast of Mexico, and it is heading north. Elizabeth Adams of the National Weather Service says it's still much more likely that Hillary will be a tropical storm when it arrives in California, but there's a 5 to 10% chance that San Diego will see hurricane force winds above 74 miles per hour sometime this weekend. The small possibility, but that possibility is still there of some hurricane force wind gusts. So right around 5 to a 10% chance of seeing those hurricane force wind speeds. So definitely can't discount this scenario, but chances are at this time that they're going to be weaker than hurricane force. Nearly all of Southern California is under a flood watch. Meanwhile, it starts in the San Diego County mountains and desert at 11 a.m. tomorrow local time and for the inland valleys and coastal areas at 5 a.m. Sunday local time both running until Monday night in other states, including Arizona and Utah, they say may be affected as well, as we mentioned earlier in the national weather forecast. Lisa Taylor tells us the State Department sending more documents on the U.S. withdrawal from Afghanistan to Congress. House Foreign Affairs Committee Chair Michael McCall said they came after a call with Secretary of State Antony Blinken. The Texas Republican said he appreciates Blinken's commitment to provide the documents and his promise to continue to produce them to the panel. This comes as House Republicans continue their investigation into the 2021 retreat from the country. Doctors are putting out the warning about a deadly flesh-eating bacteria. This in New York State. Suffolk County Health Commissioner Dr. Greg Piggott saying a man in Brookhaven, New York, passed away from the bacteria last month. He says he was likely swimming where salt and fresh water meet. Was admitted to the hospital with that and some chest pain and later succumbed um, to the 
infection. The victim was only 55 years old, but he did have an underlying condition and also a leg wound that seemed to get worse. The bacteria multiplies and eventually causes septic shock. Meantime, two people in Connecticut died from the bacteria after swimming in the Long Island Sound. Another case involved a person who ate raw oysters. Los Angeles law enforcement agencies are coming together to crack down on flash mob style robberies. LAPD Assistant Chief Dominic Choi says several agencies are coming together to focus on the smash and grab events. To stop it and hold people accountable for these crimes, uh, we've established a multi-agency organized retail theft task force for the LA region. In a little more than a week, major retailers have been hit in Southern California, including in Nordstrom, East St. Laurent, Nike, and Wednesday night, a Gucci store was also robbed. One of two men accused of shooting a police officer in Houston has been arrested. Sheriff Ed Gonzalez says they will not stop searching for the other man who is still on the run. This person obviously is considered dangerous. Uh, if they shot a deputy and it's unacceptable, we're not going to tolerate it. Not now and not at any point. And we're going to do everything we can to bring him to justice. The Texas Department of Public Safety finding that James Green they were able to arrest, but Teron Green is still out there. He has five prior felony convictions and has been to prison at least three times. An expert offers a list of advice, as Rebecca Hughes tells us, for parents who are getting ready to pack those school lunches for their kids. Maybe number one on that list ought to be nutrition. Sandy Proctor, a nutrition specialist with the Kansas State University Extension, says striking the right balance in your child's meals can help them perform better in school. Aim for one or two servings of a whole grain or some type of complex carbohydrate, two to three ounces of a, a lean meat or protein, and two servings of a fruit or fruit and vegetable, and then that serving of dairy. She says avoiding lots of sugar and processed foods offers sound nutrition to not only students, but to parents and other adults as well. Making better choices can help maintain a healthy weight as well. A new study done at Boston Children's Hospital found that preteens who were obese had more trouble solving problems and thinking logically. Last year, some doctors from Baylor College of Medicine even called for obesity to be reclassified as a brain development disorder. 14 minutes past the hour. I do hope your Friday is going well. Appreciate you tuning in to the EWTN radio network. And you can find us online at EWTN.com. All of our programming, TV, radio, online, which we'll be discussing up next with Doug Keck, our president and chief operating officer of the network. Stay tuned. The inside word coming up right after these messages, as we say in Radioland. The wisdom of Mother Angelica. I want you to have such confidence in the Lord that you'll find such hope. And see the beauty of the Lord, the majesty of God. What did our Lord say, huh? If your sins are as scarlet, oh, what? What's going to happen? They shall be made white as snow. EWTN. Live truth. Live Catholic. People ask how they can care for older family members who can't fully care for themselves. One answer is Visiting Angels, America's choice in senior home care. Visiting Angels assists adults nationwide with 600 locations to continue living at home and not have to move into a nursing home. Their caregivers provide assistance in hygiene, meals, and light housework. Services are provided up to 24 hours per day, and you can select your caregiver before service begins. More information, including franchise opportunities, is on the web at visitingangels.com. You and your spouse are invited to cruise with Royal Caribbean this January, along with Father Michael Schmidt, Archbishop Nauman, Al, Teresa, Dr. Ray, and many others. Get away with your spouse on a fun, relaxing, and rejuvenating cruise with inspiring speakers, daily mass, and endless memorable experiences. 
Father Michael Schmidt's comments, you'll encounter an amazing community of couples and speakers, and most importantly, you'll encounter Christ. More details at AveMariaRadio.net. Just click the travel link. This program is brought to you in part by Charity Mobile, a proud partner of Ave Maria Radio for over 15 years. Charity Mobile is the pro-life cell phone company and has sent nearly $2 million to thousands of pro-life charities. 4G LTE coverage is available nationwide, and 5% of your monthly plan price goes to your favorite pro-life charity. A video introduction is available at CharityMobile.com. Charity Mobile, everyday living, effortless giving. CharityMobile.com. minutes past the hour it's a friday and just a week from now ew chen is going to be very involved in the actual event which is a family celebration actually it starts on the 26th but they've been in prep for a long time doug keck our president and chief operating officer so gosh just uh, just over a week away from the big family celebration absolutely it's really upon us especially this week we'll be totally focused on it we'll be setting up on friday for the day-long event on the 26th with complete english and spanish uh tracks uh, so we're really looking forward to it. I think we've got about 2,500 or 3,000 people have signed up. We hope those people show up. But, you know, you don't have to pay anything and you don't have to register if you want to come. So if you happen to be in the Birmingham area, please come by. If it's something that uh, you have thought about doing over the years and, and, and now is an opportunity, uh, stop on by. And as you mentioned when we spoke last, you can stop by the network as well. It's only about 15 minutes away from the venue. And, of course, then about an hour north at the most is where Mother's uh, Shrine is with, uh, you know, um, and where the sisters are. And it's a beautiful location. So it allows you to hit three in one and get to see all the, um, many of the wonderful uh, hosts who are going to be there. Uh, Deacon Harold Burke Sivers is going to be there f- uh, for our family celebration. We try and bring in some new Father Wade's going to be there. Uh, Jim and Joy, Johnette, and uh, you know, and again, a, an entire Spanish track as well. So people can check that out and go to our website and see about uh, registering, uh, get some information put in ahead of time. If not, find out all the facts. You know, we have a vigil mass to close everything off with uh, our local ordinary here in Birmingham. So if you're worried about being there on Saturday and saying, "Gee, I get get back for mass," um, you can be covered with that as well. And it's really exciting. A couple of talks. We've got family talk where we talk about mother historically and then of course we also do a special live show with father mitch where we'll have virtually all of our radio and tv hosts on as we've had before when when you were involved with the, mm-hmm. that particular ones that you were had been at um so it's very exciting for us it's great for us to see everybody kind of press the flesh and as we talked about before it's not only people up on the stage you're mixing with everybody everybody's there there's meet and greet you get every opportunity you know if you want to get a book you can get it from our religious catalog you can get an author to sign it for you while they're there if you just want to chat up one of our our people there they'll be at that meet and greet just get online and have a conversation with father mitch or you know any of other uh, hosts uh, if you were there teresa talk mm-hmm. to teresa you know i know last year when father spitzer was out in phoenix uh, you know people were thrilled to be able to spend some time talking to him so it's really exciting so we hope uh, people will come and if not we'll be able to air it within a week or two uh, to be able to show you everything that happened but now, it will be streamed it will be yeah. streamed online so people can watch it online if you'd like to how long have you been doing the family celebration well, we started in '05 as a one-year uh, roll-up to the 25th. 
Okay, so uh, in, uh, I guess it was the summer of 05, we did Denver. And what we did was a whole series of events inside that year between 25 and 26, ending with the big event in Birmingham on the 15th uh, to make it our 25th anniversary. And since then, we basically have been doing one a year, alternating one in Birmingham, one in another location, back to Birmingham, into right. another location. I mean, we had one or two years off, obviously, with covid um, there was some disruption there. Like next year, we're not going to be doing a family celebration because we're going to be involved really with the Eucharistic, with the Eucharistic Congress, Congress yeah. happening. Mm-hmm. So that's right. kind of kind of double as our uh, as our family celebration. Now, which is going to be neat because there'll be a lot of us there, you know, doing our radio right. shows and whatnot. So the kind of a similar situation. So it's kind of like you get a, a double whammy in a good way, right? You get yeah, the, the, Graham. It's yeah. even on a larger and bigger scale and a multi-day event, right? We're talking with Doug Keck, of course, our president and chief operating officer, about all the great things coming up on the network and in person, including the family celebration a week from tomorrow, EWTN.com. So I'm looking at the website. Also coming up programming-wise this weekend, you've got a beautiful presentation uh, regarding Our Lady of Knock. Right, absolutely. This is a production that we we had co-produced with our, our team in Ireland, Hope Our Lady of Knock. It's a historical docudrama, uh, really uh, about the Blessed Mother, and St. Joseph, St. John, and the, and the Eucharist Christ that occurred in Knock in 1897. And, of course, there, it shows the reenactments. That's what we want people to be able to see, the historical backup, the comments from people who knew people who were there, uh, and exactly what occurred and how it occurred. We try to do all of these kind of Marian apparitions to present exactly what happened, exactly what was said as a historical document to something that's a miraculous event. And uh, we were very excited about it. Uh, our, the Knox Shrine loved it. Uh, we, we have a wonderful relationship with them now. We do mass and events out of there on a regular basis from Ireland. And uh, so we're excited about uh, that particular program. And the team who did that is the same one who did Faith of Our Fathers, uh, which uh, we, we're, we're, we've been airing now about the priest on the run. And we're looking at doing a new series kind of on the hidden life of uh, St. Patrick. So that's another project that's we're right now in the early stages of planning, um, you know, might be showing up in the next two years. Yeah, I, I love these types of, of presentations because it, they're so well done and they kind of really take you there if you can't get there. I mean, I, I would love right. to go to Ireland. That's on my bucket list. I haven't been there yet, for example, with Our Lady of Knock. But these are real things that happened. Absolutely. And that, and that's the point that we try and get across to these things is that, you know, it's not something that somebody saw in a movie and it's a nice movie, but you know the way they make things up in movies. It really was the idea when when we showed Lords, we did Lords, we did Fatima, where with the Fatima one especially, we had every individual apparition of Our Lady, exactly what was reported she said and what the conversation was, uh, you know, documented. And for people to say, you know, this is all real, okay? Our Lady really did appear. She did talk to these children in these other. In t- this case, she doesn't speak, but uh, and knock, but in other ones where she did, and it is something that's verified and been testified to, and uh, it's something that I think really helps us with our faith because it makes us realize there is clearly something beyond here. Right. And the things that we were taught as kids about Our Lady and about our Lord, those things are all true. And, and, and that helps us when we're struggling in life and trying to live out our faith in a world that thinks we're, we're either crazy or stupid or bigoted. Right. And the, what I think is super important, just like with the Eucharistic miracles, is the church vets these things very carefully yep. before they go public with anything. 
Absolutely. Same thing with the healings in Lourdes. There's right. only, what, what, 100 or maybe they've been documented, but there's thousands and thousands of people who have said they've been healed physically, let alone the number of people who have been healed spiritually over the years. So, uh, yeah, absolutely. And again, those are the other ones where for people to look and say, you know, gee, that's interesting. Let me think about that. Right. The, the Eucharistic miracles, like you said, like some of the recent ones in South right. America, the one in mm -hmm. Poland. Or Honduras, uh, right? Honduras, yeah. right. And, and we are, you know, I think we're going to be doing one of the Miracle Hunter uh, episodes uh, about the one in Honduras pretty Ooh, soon. Good. Uh, and we are working on Eucharistic miracles as well, the Explore series of the Miracle Hunter. Uh, so we're excited about that. We just did a couple of, uh, an episode called, uh, you know, Faith Alive, which has to do with the, uh, Alive in Faith actually is the title. And it's, uh, we did a one-off, we're looking at doing more, which is uh, the Eucharistic martyrs in the early church and showing uh, dramatizations of what they went through and how they were willing to suffer the greatest, you know, martyrdom because of their belief in right. the Holy Eucharist. And that should give us pause when we're not taking it seriously or taking it for granted, but also realizing there must be something going on there that maybe I'm missing uh, of why these people are willing to die for this belief uh, in the real presence. Or for, for people like us who work in the media and deal with all of these issues on a regular <laughs> basis, the attacks on the church, and we can see these, these reminders of the evidence and the vetting process that the church went through to put these miracles out there before us. To me, it helps, helps keep me focused, you know, true north Absolutely. where I'm looking, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Another one I wanted to mention, too, because uh, is one of your favorites is a wolf in sheep's clothing. This yes. is the second one. Now, this is the gender agenda. Uh, doc, it sheds light on liberal and progressive influences. And I want to say, in a lot of ways, we were out front on this one. Yep. This one we produced a couple of years ago. And in some ways, I'm sad, sorry to say, we were pretty accurate. Yeah. And people should check it out. It's a really powerful program. Doug, always great to catch up with you. Have a blessed weekend. I look forward again to uh, reminding folks about the family celebration a week from tomorrow. Doug Keck joins us every Friday for the Inside Word. The President and Chief Operating Officer of the Network. We'll be right back. Father Benedict Groeschel. I don't think people should have negative fears of God. But I think you should get a lump in your throat. You should feel excited. Suppose I was going to take you and introduce you to the Pope or to the President of some country or something. You might get a little lump in your throat. Forget it. Every day, you, I, live and move and have our being in the presence of God. These are the class of feelings we should have, and we should have them to an intense degree if we really had the sight of Almighty God. These feelings are the feelings which we shall have if we realize his presence. And in proportion, as we believe that he is present, we shall have them. And not to have them is not to realize, not to believe that God is present to us. EWTN. Live truth. Live Catholic. There is essentially one true priest, says the Catholic Catechism, and that is Jesus Christ. All others are his ministers. There is the common priesthood in which all of the baptized and confirmed faithful participate according to their vocation. Bishops and priests make up the ministerial priesthood, which is essentially at the service of the common or holy priesthood, the faithful. 
Jesus is the one unique mediator between God the Father and the faithful. With a single offering, he brought about salvation once and for all. Still, that sacrifice is made present through the celebration of the Mass. Christ is made present through the ministerial priesthood without diminishing the uniqueness of his own priesthood. This is Peggy Stanton, and this has been the Order of Malta's Minute with the Catechism. Eight minutes past the hour. Welcome back. It's Catholic Connection, co-produced by EWTN and the Ave Maria Radio Network. You can check both of us out online. That would be EWTN.com and AveMariaRadio.net. So this segment of the program, if you're a new listener to EWTN and this show in particular, we call this segment Fact Check Friday, which I began several years ago discerning some of the stories coming out during the election and a whole host of items that included so many incorrect statements misinformation and on and on and on and extreme bias and what I do with this segment is not just talk about the news media because that's one big issue but media in general in terms of overall social media television streaming now after COVID post COVID and I just found this statistic that I'm using in a presentation Deacon Dominic and I are giving for our own parish next weekend adults are using media 12 and a half hours a day they said it was about 11 to 12 hours pre-COVID and now post-COVID it's even more because having all that isolation time, people are obviously needing to use the internet. Some of it was for work, but then they got more addictive and added to the time we spent on media. Now, as Bishop Barron said in that terrific interview that he did that I mentioned earlier that is posted and linked to in the Catholic News Agency article, Bishop Barron talking about the importance of World Youth Day, the importance of witnessing why the church exists. But he also expressed a great deal of concern about how we express ourselves. And he was honing in on young people, obviously, because he's at World Youth Day. But he's talked about this extensively over the last few years in his ministry because he's been the subject of many attacks online through social media. And interestingly enough, just yesterday, was it yesterday or two days ago, speaking of media and the way we treat each other via media. A friend of mine who was just assigned to a new parish every three years in the Archdiocese of Detroit, they do move the, uh, the priests around to go to different churches. And this uh, young man was a priest at our parish for three years, great young priest, very dynamic, uh, very well educated in the faith and loved the scriptures. He's originally from Great Britain and now uh, is here in the United States for many years after studying and, and working in the Archdiocese of Detroit. And a really good homilist and often would do a great job of tying in the events of the world with the scriptures and then breaking open the scriptures for us, which we're supposed to do, right? When we're teaching about, uh, in terms of priests and deacons, the church tells us that they are, if you ever you know, know anything about homiletics, they're supposed to reflect on the readings of the day, especially the gospel. This is what the Holy Father does every weekend, right, when he has the Angelus message. He takes the gospel and he breaks it open for people and helps us apply it to our life. So this particular priest, I don't want to say his name, he knows I'm talking about this, he, we've been going back and forth on this for a couple of days, sent me this, I think it was a letter, it was actually written, that's another form of media, right, emails, letters, posts, tweets, blah, blah, blah. And this parishioner at his new parish it was anonymous, which is extremely frustrating and why people can't stand behind what they say, really, I think, is a cop-out and a sign of weakness. 
that they can't, you know, say, hey, my name is so-and-so and this is how I feel, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, the letter was just downright nasty and basically demanding, and I mean demanding, and saying that everyone in the parish agrees with me. We all feel this way, as if he took some sort of a survey before he sat down and wrote this note to the pastor. It was just such a nasty tone, and I found it very upsetting, in addition to what he said, which was obviously showing his lack of understanding of the faith, basically demanding (laughs) that this priest stop talking about the scriptures. I'm not kidding. We don't want to hear more about the readings like we're in some sort of a lecture. The previous pastor would always talk about the news of the day. Now, there's nothing wrong, as I just said, tying in the events, especially if they're big stories that you know a lot of people are worried about, and drawing something from the readings. But the primary meaning and effort and focus of the homily is to help us understand Jesus and our faith from the scriptures. The first reading, the responsorial psalm, the second reading, the gospel. The whole mass is scriptural. And yet this person sat down and said, nope, I want it to be the way things were. And instead of writing a nice letter, welcome, Father, you know, I appreciate your teachings on the scriptures. I'm wondering if you might think about maybe talking more about current events. I look forward to hearing from you, blah, blah, blah. And then signing your name. What a concept. But the nastiness of this person not welcoming a new pastor, which I'm sure is always an uncomfortable feeling when you come into a brand new church. I can only imagine what they feel like trying to get to know people and trying to take on all the responsibilities. And yet this is what we've done. We've been using media, in particular social media, as a way to just vent and get things out of our system so we can feel better. And in the end of the, at the end of the day, it doesn't help anyone. Not you or not the people to whom you're venting or with whom you're venting. Now, proof of that is a new survey, more evidence in the secular world, about how important it is to be nice to people. A new Gallup poll finds that adults who regularly say hello to multiple people in their neighborhood have higher well-being than those who speak to few or no neighbors. And this is talking about real live greetings, extending yourself, saying hello to people, being kind. With 100 being a perfect score, well-being rose from 51.5 among people saying howdy to no neighbors to over 64 for people who regularly greeted six neighbors. So how can we do better in terms of using social media and being more social in communion with each other? Well, we're going to wrap up with this soundbite from the amazing Bishop Robert Barron from Winona, Rochester, who sat down with Colm Flynn from EWTN during World Youth Day, talking about the importance of reaching each other. And when we reach out through social media and other forms of media, to stop being so nasty. Here you go. The rise of the social media in its negative um, aspect. I love the social media, you know, I use it, but it's got a very negative aspect. And these young people, they know this. The numbers of anxiety and depression, suicidal tendencies are all spiking among young people. And a lot of it's related to the social media. I want them to come away with a sense of, you know, that world, you can use it, it's a tool, but that's not the real world. The real world is the world of the worship of God, the service of the poor, communion with one another and that's what this day is all about you know it's tougher being a young person now than it was when John Paul started these things a long time ago it's tougher now which means we need Christ more than ever and I want them to come away with a sense of of Jesus who loves them who walks with them and wants to be the Lord of their life in a liberating way 
if that message comes through, we got some good for them. To evangelize the goals of the church. Church exists, as we know, to evangelize, right? But how are we evangelizing if we are using the tools, even just our own personalities, our own opportunities to witness to people, if we are not using them effectively, if we are being nasty, if we are venting. Look, we all, we all do it from time to time. Our tempers get to us. The world gets to us because it's so crazy and we get frustrated. But Bishop Barron also said in this interview that we have got to stop the water down of teaching. And I think this person who wrote to my friend, this priest in the area, obviously has not learned for whatever reason, and maybe it's you know by no fault of his own, that the Mass... During the Mass, a homily is supposed to reflect the readings. And he doesn't want to hear scripture. He just wants to hear the priest talk about the news events. He's expecting basically a newscast every week versus a teaching on the gospel. And I think from my own experience, that means I don't want to be stretched. And I used to be like that. Just tell me what I want to hear, then I can go away, check the box, and all is good. But at the end of the day, this study mentioned, and as Bishop Barron mentioned, when we use media, be kind and think about how you would feel receiving a message that you're about to send. Think about it especially before you hit that send button. We'll be right back. Father Benedict Rochelle. I'm going to tell you about the most abused woman I ever met in my life. You know her name as Roe as in Roe versus Wade. I talked to Roe. This woman is a great penitent. This woman is a humble person who was deeply hurt. She was kneeling in the Basilica of the Immaculate Conception, the National Shrine in Washington, when I met her. And I thought, what reverence. I didn't know who this woman was, but she was praying with reverence, with great fervor. And I asked a priest friend of mine, who is that? And he says, oh, that's Roe. God is not mocked. This woman was abused by those who propagate the killing of children. The people you know and trust are on EWTN. We live right now in dark and confusing times, but Jesus is always at work. We shouldn't allow ourselves to forget what we know just because we're facing many circumstances that are threatening and confusing to us. You know that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. You know that he's poured out his Holy Spirit and formed his body on the earth and that he is the head of the body in heaven and his body is right here on earth. You can point to it. Jesus didn't just leave us a set of teachings. Jesus, in fact, gave us himself. The church is ultimately the deifying union between Christ the head and the sanctified members of his body. And so just as the Lord unfurls himself into the Eucharist, Jesus is also extending his divinely human presence into his mystical body, the church. Cresta in the afternoon, weekdays at 4 Eastern on EWTN Radio. Thirty-nine minutes past the hour on a Friday. Thanks for tuning in to Catholic Connection, a co-production of EWTN and Ave Maria Radio. 
Also, great to be involved in the Good News Cruise. Once again, goodnewscruise.com. Coming up in January, we are very close to being sold out. We only have a few cabins left, so run, run, run to your computers or your phone and calls. You can get a cabin. It's well worth it. So many great speakers, including our guests, Brad and Libby DuPont, and they are uh, based in Kansas, in the beautiful state of Kansas. They've been married for 20 years, and they have also been involved in national leadership forevermore, in love for several years, and Libby currently serves as director and consultants with the Archdiocese of Kansas City in Kansas and the Office of Marriage and Family Life is also on their very long and impressive resume. Brad and Libby, welcome to the program. Great to speak with you. Good morning, Teresa. Great to speak with you. Thanks for having us. You're welcome. And Libby, great to have you on the program as well. All right, Libby, let me go to you first. Talk to us about what you'll be addressing on the Good News Cruise coming up in January. Well, we are, uh, we're really excited. We have not been on the cruise before, and we, uh, we're really excited to, to join in because we love marriage, um, and we're excited to be with so many like-minded folks. Um, at Evermore in Love, we really believe that, um, that marriage as a sacrament, we, we should have a wonder and an awe for all of the sacraments. And, and I think sometimes because marriage is so ordinary, we often can lack that wonder. We let it kind of, uh, we let it peter out and get swallowed up by, you know, groceries and carpools and work and projects around the house. So um, we are just always passionate to speak about uh, the wonder of marriage and helping couples recognize that their sacrament is is just so beautiful that Jesus is there and that um, that we can have a wonder and an awe for one another all through our marriage, not just when we, we first met and fell in love. And, and yeah, Libby, I'll mission, have you... Oh, go ahead, Brad. Go ahead. Uh, go well, ahead I was just going to say, yeah, our, uh, yeah, as Libby mentioned, it's so easy to forget that our vocation is not just coincidental, that, that it's providential, that God has invited us to enter into this very specific mission to love one other person, my wife, the way that Christ loves the church, and so we have a mission to one another as husband and wife, but together as a couple, we have a mission to the world, and it's, right. we just forget. We just, we just forget because we get bogged down in being co-parents or co-runners of a household or any other number of things that distract us from that main mission. But, but God is there, as St. Teresa of Avila, my patron and my favorite saint, she always said God is in the pots and the pans. She would tell her sisters that, that you Amen. can find the Lord in those everyday experiences, even the ones that aren't fun. And I think, Libby, you probably answered my question. I was going to ask, why do we forget that what we're doing every day as a married couple in the, those everyday things also serve as a great witness? Yeah, I just think it's because we're the other sacraments are are so robed in in beauty and they should be. We should we should have Jesus in the monstrance and it's gold and there's a candle and we should have beautiful churches and we should have rites and ceremonies that are um you know, that surround the other sacraments in order to help us remember that we're coming into the presence of the sacred. Uh but matrimony by its by its nature, is an everyday thing. It's the the sacredness of matrimony is in changing a diaper or <laughs> cleaning up after someone who gets sick in the middle of the night. Or, right, right. Um, so, but that's the beauty of the sacrament as well, because we need Jesus. We need we have the blessed sacrament in our churches, but there are a lot of people that that won't step foot in our churches. So, the Lord made it so that there are blessed sacraments that can go out to the carpool line and the water cooler at work and 
So it's, uh, it, it can be a challenge because it's so ordinary, but at the same time, if we can cultivate an awareness of that, that sacredness within our marriages, uh, we can literally take Jesus out to the world in a way that, that, other, that the other sacraments don't have access. Yeah, beautifully said. Brad and Libby DuPont, our guests this morning on Catholic Connection. It is about 43 minutes past the hour. They'll be joining us on the Good News Cruise in January. Only a few cabins left, goodnewscruise.com. So, Brad, tell us more about Evermore in Love. What is it? Is it based only in Kansas, or can other people find out about it? Uh, no, absolutely. We, are, we have uh, <clears throat> chapters all around the country, actually, and uh, so we do everything from retreats for married couples. It Some folks may have heard about it before as called Living in Love, as the Living in Love Retreat, and we have rebranded a little bit uh, uh, to Evermore in Love is now the name of the ministry, and we have a weekend immersion retreat. We've got uh, day-long retreats for, for couples and parishes. We've got skills courses, kind of fundamentals of, of marriage, everything from communication, decision-making, uh, prayer, you know, how to enter and how to cultivate that atmosphere of wonder and awe within the home. How, to, how do we build our own marriage culture as husband and wife? And, uh, so, and then we've got marriage preparation as well. So we train and form mentor couples to work one-on-one with engaged couples. And uh, so, yeah, we, we go everywhere. We've got, you know, chapters out in, <clears throat> on the East Coast, New Jersey, and Philadelphia, and in Charlottesville, Virginia, and down to Florida, and um, here, but we're we're based here in the Archdiocese of Kansas City in Kansas now, under the leadership of Archbishop Nauman, and and uh, yeah, we're we're very blessed to have him as our as our Episcopal moderator. But yeah, yeah we'll, he, we'll go anywhere, so it's really really easy. And he's also going to be, of course, our chaplain for the Good News Cruise, which will be awesome. He's such an amazing Archbishop and a great pro-life warrior. I've had the opportunity to. Uh, interview him on many an occasion i really really have a lot of respect for him and the way he is so loving but yet so bold evermoreinlove.org is a website and we're talking to a beautiful young couple who are going to be part of our good news cruise coming up in january brad and libby dupont so brad what prompted you and libby maybe you can go first what prompted you to get involved in evermore in love did that just happen or did you start it yourselves or what, what is the beginning of no, this in terms we did of your not involvement started ourselves we uh providentially uh libby and i started working for the archdiocese of kansas city uh, about 10 years ago in 2011 i guess 12 years ago now and the first thing the archbishop wanted us to do was find a new marriage prep program for the archdiocese and as we looked around uh we dis- discovered evermore in love as as an option we looked into it and we were struck by the way that it it proclaimed the beauty and truths of the Catholic faith about marriage and the sacraments of matrimony, but did it in a concise way, a very accessible way to the average modern couples so that it was easy to understand the beautiful mission that God was inviting couples into. And it not only gave a vision, but it also equipped couples with practical skills and strategies and insights to live the vision. And then it also accompanied those engaged couples by pairing them with a, with a mentor couple. So it kind of had the whole package. And, uh, and so part of the formation process is you go on the, the weekend retreat, which used to be called Living in Love, and now it's just called the Weekend Immersion uh, from Evermore in Love. And, uh, and that changed our own marriage. Libby and I had been working in ministry, very, very faithful. We love the Church. We love one another. Uh, and we're practicing everything that the Church has for marriage. But that weekend took us so much deeper and unleash so much more grace in our own 
uh, relationship that was like, this is it. <laughs> this is what we want right. to bring to the to the archdiocese, and so we've been uh, sharing it here locally. Um, but no, we were, we were not the founders. It was originally founded by Father Chuck Gallagher, who was a stalwart warrior for for marriage and couples for uh, for decades, and one of his. Uh, uh, good friends, uh, Ron and Kathy Fair, were the uh, were the co-founders with Father Chuck mm. of this particular manifestation of all of Father Father Chuck's work. So we've been so yeah for the last twelve years. It's uh, been a mainstay here in the archdiocese, and we're we're looking to spread it and grow it everywhere because we know that God is so much good through the sacrament of matrimony. We just believe that evangelization should happen to married couples, but also evangelization should happen through married couples, and so we love forming couples to share the good news of matrimony. Yeah, that's awesome. And and Libby, I think it's so important to have that ongoing marriage enrichment because oftentimes uh, we go to get married in the church and and we do the, the, we used to call it pre-cana, right? The pre-cana courses or the weekend. Mm -hmm. And then it ends there and you don't have anything afterward. And so I know we're doing a lot in our own archdiocese and even my husband and I are giving a date night at our parish just to get couples together, to get away from, you know, the noise and the busyness, come together for a nice meal, hear a talk, you know, have fellowship as a part of ongoing marriage enrichment. And we don't see enough of that. If you're a priest or if you're a deacon, uh, you, you go for enrichment, right? You have to have a, and I know this because my husband's been a deacon now for 11 years, you have to go to at least one retreat or even more every single year during your you know, right. vocation, right? And then the same for many of us go to women's conferences, men's conferences, prayer groups, Bible studies, but yet we don't see enough, I think. And that's why what you're doing is so important in terms of ongoing marriage enrichment. Amen. I think it's it's the one area that we've seen couples feel guilty about getting away for a weekend or getting away for an evening because they feel like their children, you know, will miss them and they can't be away and they're neglecting the duty. But really, I think the best thing that we can do for our kids is to have create an environment where they're mothers in love with their father and their fathers in love with their mother. Archbishop Nauman says that all the time, that mm -hmm. that's the best gift a mother can give a father <laughs> or it a really father is. can give a mother uh, to give their children is uh, having two parents in love. And so, yeah, it's the one that's kind of our, our clarion call that you're, <laughs> you're sounding the alarm there, Teresa, is the yeah. giving couples permission and really encouraging them. Um, they, they've done studies that Eight to 12 hours of skills-based marriage enrichment a year makes a huge difference for couples. And we would know that. Like, you you would never want to go to a doctor who didn't do uh, ongoing continuing Training, education, right? Yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Training, mm -hmm. but for, we see it in every other area of our life. And yet when we get to marriage, we somehow think that the, the one pre-cana class we had 30 years ago is somehow good enough. And it's yeah. not. It's and, not. And there's a stigma, too, around going to marriage enrichment. There's a, a kind of a cultural mindset that if we, if we go to a marriage enrichment, then other people may think that we're, we're in a, a troubled marriage or something. And actually, it's the opposite. It's like taking our car into the, uh, to the mechanic firm. It just ongoing makes everything function great and, and works smoothly, and, and it really opens us up to all the grace that God wants to pour out if we take that initiative and just invest in that ongoing formation that's why yeah. we're we, yeah we're so grateful for the marriage cruise because it uh it has a way of normalizing marriage enrichment and and that's so important 
Well, what's really powerful about the cruise, I mean, we first started this years ago. We actually looked at it as marriage enrichment, which it is. But we also found, and I'm sure you two can relate to this, that many couples were using this as a Hail Mary pass. And there were there have right. been couples that are that went on this cruise in the past and told us that hearing Father Michael Schmitz or Dr. Ray Grundy or Father John Mercado or just being among so many people dedicated dedicating a whole week to their marriage, that turned things around for them. So it's had a very healing as well as an enriching impact. Mm, that's yeah. wonderful. Yeah. But so important. Well, you guys, I can't wait to meet you in person, and you'll be with us. You're going to be there for the pre-night with Kimberly and Scott Hahn? Yes, I believe we are. All right. Well, look forward. And we're going to be doing Catholic Connection live from the ship, good Lord willing, the creek don't rise or in our case the ocean does <laughs> does it rise <laughs> if all the technology works we'll be uh, having you on the program at one point so can't wait to meet you in person brad and libby dupont and if folks want to bring you to their parish to speak or to do a retreat how do they track you down yeah i would just uh, go to our website evermoreinlove.org and there's a contact us uh you know button that they can click and we'll uh, we'll get in touch with them All right, you too. God love you, and stay healthy and safe, and look forward to seeing you in the Caribbean, God willing, in January for the Good News Cruise. Folks, there are only a few cabins left. We are just about sold out. So if you'd like to hear Brad and Libby, if you want to hear from the wonderful Archbishop Nauman, Father John Mercado, Father Michael Schmitz, and so many other speakers, and just really take time out for a marriage. Deacon Dom and I will be doing a wine tasting. That's sold out. We're probably going to have another one because it's sold out so quickly. Dr. Ray Garendi is going to be doing a beer tasting with Father Joe Krupp, who's our MC from the Diocese of Lansing. It's so much holiness and happiness together. Happiness, joy, and holiness. We enjoy each other, of course, with moderation, but we come together to celebrate marriage, this beautiful sacrament, and to receive Jesus in the Eucharist every single day with a beautiful Mass. So check it out, goodnewscruise.com. It's coming up in January, and you can still go to the March for Life because it's actually taking place after the March for Life. I got off in the middle of the cruise last year so I could cover the March, so I'm excited to be able to, God willing, cover the March again and then go to the cruise so I can have the best of, of both worlds this time around, although I love covering the March for Life. It's such a huge highlight for me. But anyhow, so is the Good News Cruise. So check it out, goodnewscruise.com. We'll be right back on a Friday to let you know what's coming up on a Monday. Stay tuned. Would you get on a plane that doesn't have a pilot? Investing in passive index mutual funds may present the same issue. The Ave Maria mutual funds are actively managed by seasoned investment professionals to help you meet your investment goals in a morally responsible way. Ave Maria funds are managed to conform to pro-life and pro-family values. Long-term investors could invest in the no-load Ave Maria mutual fund. You can learn more about the Ave Maria mutual funds at 866-AVE-MARIA or visit AveMariaFunds.com. Have you found your passion in life? I'm Chuck Gatica, and this is Journey Strong. The late Betty White once said, quote, Everybody needs a passion. That's what keeps life interesting. If you live without passion, you can go throughout life without leaving any footprints. Do you have a passion? Finding your passion is often a real challenge. My wife's passion is sewing. When she sews, time just flies. If you haven't discovered your passion, pray, and then write down a few things in a journal. Create a personal vision statement. List your strengths, weaknesses, and charisms. Enhance that list with things you love to do. List the things you don't love. Write your own values. Pray and dream about what your passion is with Christ at the center. Listen for answers, then try something. Serve. Just do it. Are you dreaming big about finding your thing? God loves big dreams. He's a big God. Check out the Journey Strong tab for more on this at the homepage of AveMariaRadio.net. 
People ask how they can care for older family members who can't fully care for themselves. One answer is Visiting Angels, America's choice in senior home care. Visiting Angels assists adults nationwide with 600 locations to continue living at home and not have to move into a nursing home. Their caregivers provide assistance in hygiene, meals, and light housework. Services are provided up to 24 hours per day, and you can select your caregiver before service begins. More information, including franchise opportunities, is on the web at visitingangels.com. Thanks so much for tuning in to Catholic Connection, a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN. Check us out online, as I always say, great resources, AveMariaRadio.net and EWTN.com. Coincidentally, or not so coincidentally, I did not remember to share this during the interview with our lovely couple who will be joining us on the Good News Cruise with the Gospel for today. From the Gospel of St. Matthew, Chapter 19, our Lord is talking about marriage The Creator made them male and female. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. Amen to that. Monday morning, more on the Bible with Cal Buckley and other stories that we're working on, and we will have it for you a little bit later on with our rundown. Have a great weekend. God bless. Talk to you on Monday. Ciao, ciao. You've been listening to Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio. Catholic Connection is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Our producer is Andrew Kruchek. For copies of this program or for more information, visit AveMariaRadio.net. That's A-V-E MariaRadio.net. Thanks for listening and join us next time for another edition of Catholic Connection.